just to echo what uh, Jim uh, mentioned a few moments ago, we I'll give you a bit of context for this morning. Uh, uh, this time last year, for personal reasons uh, and also pastoral reasons, I was thinking, you know, in term three, there's a lot of sickness going around. Uh, if it's just, uh, if you're anything like me, it's the term of the year where you're feeling still a long way to go until the end of the year. You can be feeling overwhelmed with work and a whole bunch of things like that. Why don't we spend a term thinking about um, questions of mental health? And, uh, and as it turned out, as, as we progressed, we, we thought, oh, uh, some of the staff up at St. James, we were looking, we said, why don't we look at 2 Corinthians? That seems to uh, address the questions of comfort and being uh, people of weakness and, uh, and the power of God in that context. Uh, and then as we started preparing that series, we realized, I realised that we weren't addressing uh, the question of mental health uh, as adequately as we probably need to uh, in terms of uh, what we're aware of today in our society and uh, some of the challenges that we're facing. Uh, so I set aside today to have a bit of a wrap-up of our time in 2 Corinthians, uh, looking particularly at the question of mental health. Uh, and yet, uh, as I prepared today, I've really felt that I'm really just scratching the surface. Uh, and so what I hope for today is uh, some of this, for a lot of us, will be just a refresher in stuff we already know. Some of it might feel like common sense. Uh, but I wanted to help us to be resourced in this area, uh, to ha- be clear on our next steps to helping each other and helping ourselves, and having a bit more clarity on what God's word uh, has to say about the reality of uh, mental illness and mental ill health in our society and in our communities. Uh, so really, uh, it is a scratching the surface, a starting point, uh, and um, I hope uh, for those people who are, uh, this is a very personal uh, reality for you. I, I hope that it will be helpful for you this morning, but also do feel free at any point if you need to quietly uh, step outside um, and there won't be any judgments or any uh, concern there. Uh, I understand that this, for different people, I will bring up uh, a, di- a range of uh, things. Uh, so, as Jim mentioned, uh, preparing for today, I wanted to interview, uh, bring uh, a Christian psychologist named Renee Goosen, who runs a mental health first aid course, uh, and <laughs> here's what happened. I-, I said, I'd like to bring, I-, I was chatting to the people at St. James, which were a part of a wider parish, uh, a number of churches. I said, oh, we're gonna, why don't we do a mental health focus Sunday? And, and they said, oh, well, instead of bringing... Uh, Renee to all the different locations, uh, why don't you go and video her and we can, you can send a video to all the locations so she doesn't have to be in multiple locations at once. And, so, and I said, oh, that's a, that's a good idea. So I went down and videoed her uh, uh, for about an hour and we got a lot of content and then none of the other churches are doing it uh, <laughs> as it happens. So we could have brought her up. In, and So anyway, so this is an interview I had with her um, and there's a lot of content there. So she's really uh, sharing her reflections as a Christian and as a psychologist to help us uh, think through um, uh, the whole area of mental health. And uh, so what we're going to do, we're going to hear from her. She'll give us an overview. 
I'm going to give us some uh, comments from 2 Corinthians and from other parts of the Bible, and then we'll hear from her regarding uh, practical advice and ways forward, if that makes sense. Let's um, see if this works. We're going to go straight to the first video. Okay, if you have access to a Bible, uh, it'd be great if you could open it back up to uh, the second of those two passages that we were looking at. Uh, I did mention that today is a starting point for us as a church to think about this, and and I want my time just to be uh, brief with a few reflections, uh, what we can learn from God's Word as we finish up in this series on 2 Corinthians and this particular intersection between Uh, mental ill health, as Renee referred to it, and some of these general reflections on how we approach it as a community. So the starting point as Christians, I believe, uh, when we come to the question of uh, mental health, mental ill health, as people who believe we're made by God, is to think about the character of God. Uh, The character of God uh, is our foundation because the character of God, God doesn't change even though we do. Uh, And when we look at the scriptures and we see the character of God, we see that God time and time again is in the business of bringing people out of darkness into light. He's a God of rescue. Uh, That is his character. He's not about bringing people out of light into darkness. And so as we think about our experiences and the experience of others who will describe often their life as a life of darkness, our starting point must be to wrestle with the character of God as a God who is bringing people out of light, uh, sorry, out of darkness into light. The second thing that we uh, see when we look at uh, 2 Corinthians uh, chapter 6, and this was actually referenced in Uh, Dave Hamilton's uh, testimony a few weeks ago as a key verse for him in his life is this wonderful little phrase there, now is the time of God's favour, now is the day of salvation. Now the quote uh, that is being quoted there is a quote from the Old Testament talking about one of God's great rescue acts as he's promising to be rescuing again in the future. And here we have in this This point, after the resurrection of Jesus, the Apostle Paul telling his readers, now is the time that God is rescuing. Now is the time he is bringing people out of darkness into light. So our second thing that we we see is that the the time is right now in the present, before we even get to the experiences that we are experiencing, that we find that God is actually doing some rescuing. He is bringing people from death to life spiritually. He is bringing hope uh, to a world that would love hope but is is desperately seeking hope but can't find it. Like this anchor we have in the storm. So that's the start. First, the starting point is the character of God. The second thing that we are called to, I think, move to is uh, what we we might call the reality of how we feel. Feelings are facts. (laughs) We need to be factual about our feelings. We can't be Christians and pretend, oh, well, apparently God's rescuing and God's bringing people out of darkness uh, into light. And, yeah, well, I guess what I'm feeling must be a lie. 
No, the, the feeling, what we feel, the depression, the anxiety, the crippling effects of worry, that's real. But that is where we have to be acknowledged. We have to acknowledge the reality of how we feel. And what we learn in 2 Corinthians, and we've looked at this a few weeks ago, therefore we do not lose heart. Now, anybody who is battling with a mental illness would probably describe their life as being on the brink of losing heart. But the Apostle Paul says we don't lose heart. And why is the reason for that? Now, he doesn't pretend that what we experience and what we feel doesn't exist. He says, though outwardly we are wasting away, inwardly we are being renewed day by day. Now, outwardly is not just talking about the flesh and inwardly is just how we feel inside. Outwardly, Paul is talking about our whole kind of earthly existence, all our, our emotions, our, our, our physical... We are, we are broken people. Uh, we're not only getting physically frailer as the years go on, but emotionally we're messed up, we worry more than we should, we're, we're fearful, we're anxious. And so Paul's saying, though this is true, we are wasting, we are having to fight harder and harder to keep healthy, to keep fit, to not waste away, because we know we are, that's the, that we're, we're wasting away, he says, inwardly. Inwardly, God is actually doing a work of renewal. And so as Christians, we don't only just see the character of God, we, we, we've got to be real about how we feel, coupled with what we know is going on. Now, that brings us to the third thing. So we've got the character of God, the reality of how we feel, and the third area is the hope for the future. Again, this verse uh, helps us think forward in a forwards way. In verse uh, 9, for our light and momentary troubles, we saw this a few weeks ago, are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. So we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but on what is unseen. For what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. Uh, the comedian and uh, very, very intelligent man, Stephen Fry, the British um, intellectual, I don't know if you call him an intellectual, he has some uh, very insightful pieces uh, talking about uh, his battle with bipolar and just talking about uh, mental illness in general. And he's very, very sharp on his diagnosis uh, of what is going on. His solution, though, is a strange one, uh, particularly for someone who is a, a staunch atheist who has gone on the record of talking about, uh, the, 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 um, in, in one sense, the meaningless of our existence in a, from a scientific perspective. We are like on a, we're like a planet hurling through a massive universe where our, our, our time is, on Earth is just very brief and it's survival of the fittest and all those kind of Darwinian concepts he'll talk about. But in his solution for the problem of mental health, he talks about we need to have a hope. We need to have a hope for the future. And then he says, it doesn't matter if that hope is real or not. We need to create that. And so, what we have, he's, he's very close to getting the, <laughs> the solution right. But what we see here is that the hope that we have as Christians is real. It's not real because it's imaginary. It's real because in history, death has been conquered. We have seen somebody go to the cross. When Jesus died on the cross, three days later, there was an empty tomb 
And we saw, and Christians, early Christian eyewitnesses saw him raised from the dead and saw him alive. And the church began as a basis of that hope in not just life after death, but the end of the decay and the brokenness. That's a promise that we hold on to as Christians. So, we've got the character of God, the reality of how we feel, and then hope for the future. Uh, I just want to spend a few moments uh, as we finish this little section thinking about what this looks like in the Christian community. Uh, And uh, one of the uh, one of the key um, qualities of any supportive community with people with mental illness uh, is the quality of empathy. And I was pointed to this um, video and description of the difference between empathy and sympathy. You might have seen it uh, before um, uh, by an English professor. Uh, describing the differences between empathy and sympathy. I'll just see if we can pull this one up now. Sorry. A lot of wisdom in there, isn't there? Um, It's interesting, the the idea of empathy, the difference between empathy and sympathy. Uh, And I think a few years ago we looked at the book of Job. uh, And I think one of the key messages that come out of the book of Job, uh, a story all about this suffering that goes to someone for seemingly no reason, and Job's friends, one after the other, keep coming to Job, trying to give uh, almost at least at least kind of answers to Job. And one of the messages I think is to be that the right response, uh, caring for people in in deep suffering, is not to try to explain it, uh, but to sit with people. Uh, and so, as as a Christian community, I think this is an area that we can grow in is to try to uh, get better at listening and being people who can actually sit with and understand and be people of empathy. Uh, What I would want to um, add to that uh, presentation is the fact that as Christians we know we're, we're actually not just broken and we need support, we're actually broken in our ability to empathise. We don't empathise perfectly either. But what we do have is one who has come to us. God has actually empathised in in that use of the word there, has come down to our condition. So in Philippians uh, chapter 2, we see that that Jesus didn't consider equality with God something to grasp, but made himself lower and lowered himself and descended himself to be a man, to be someone who lowered himself even to the shame of death on the cross. And we read in Hebrews that he identifies with our weaknesses. So when we talk about trusting in Jesus, we're trusting in the one who is actually not detached from our suffering. So our call as a Christian community is not just to be a community of empathy in our own power, but to be pointing people to the love of Jesus and his deep love that he's actually come down into that pit with us to bring us up to new life. Uh, We're going to think now uh, just for a few moments about uh, some of the uh, implications uh, for that before we sing. This next video is for about 
uh, six minutes. But before we do that, I wanted just to draw your attention to this resource that you've, you've been handed uh, today. Uh, uh, if you open the middle section, uh, I've just included some things that you can take away. Obviously, on the left-hand side are some Bible passages that you might want to read uh, or read with somebody. And here's a couple of uh, prayers that I've taken from the Anglican prayer book. I hope that's okay. Um, uh, to help, um, if, you, if you're short for words, on praying with another person who might be uh, battling some form of mental ill health or praying for them. Uh, on the other side, we've got uh, some of the maybe more familiar uh, uh, phone numbers that you can call or you can recommend to people. Uh, uh, Renee is going to talk about that in just a moment, uh, some of these things. And on the back, there are some recommended uh, articles online uh, and some books. I haven't read all the books, uh, and so these come from a, a, a recommended reading list, that I, so I, I can't vouch for the content of every single one, uh, but I uh, just wanted to draw your attention to that. Uh, before I, before I, I finish up, um, uh, I just wanted to let you know about the first aid, mental health first aid training that is beginning actually Thursday week, which I only found out about <laughs> recently. It's uh, being run up by the youth ministry up at St. James, and there's a, a number of spots available there uh, if you'd like to attend, uh, get in touch with me. Uh, I'm going to hand over now to, um, we're going to have hear from the rest of um, Renee's presentation uh, before uh, I pray and then we sing.